Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus, and today we're going to be talking about the hottest films like Incredibles 2, Ocean's 8, ABC Monsters, Super 4 Meet Ruby, and Kung Fu Panda Emperor's Quest. But first, we're going to be talking to Cameron, who is from L.A. and is 16, about the new film, Ocean's 8. Welcome to the show, Cameron. Hi. Hi. So, (laughs) Ocean's 8. I haven't seen it, but I've heard such great reviews about it, but I want to hear it from you first. So, what did you think of this film? Ocean's 8 was pretty good. It was interesting. It was funny, and it was nice to watch a lot of women... Uh, do something really bad, I guess, because mostly we see a bunch of men in movies uh, planning to rob a bank or planning to do this humongous heist, and now we see women organizing and planning that, which was pretty cool to watch. Oh, so it's about women robbing a bank instead of men? Mm-hmm. It's, oh. a, it's a group of, yeah, it's about a group of women, which is called Ocean's 8, uh, and they plan to rob this necklace at the Met Gala. And they all group together and plan this outrageous scene to do that. Wow, that totally reminds me of, I know it's not really the same thing, but Going in Style, that was such a great movie. And yeah, Ocean's 8, I mean, seeing a bunch of women, I mean, that's really inspiring to me, especially like you said, you don't see that many women doing these crazy things. So I can't wait to see that. Now, Given that there are so many women in this film, did you have a favorite character that you related to that, I guess, maybe made the film more enjoyable for you? Um, well, all the characters are pretty interesting and fun, but I guess my favorite character would have to be um, played by Sandra Bullock, and she's, her name is, Ocean. her last name is Ocean, and she's like the whole, like, um... I'm going to say the team captain of Ocean's 8, technically. And I like her leadership and her way of dealing with the whole situation in the movie, which I can't say because it'll spoil it. But other than that, I love her and her attitude throughout the whole film. Wow, she sounds great. I mean, you know, love women with attitude and character and personality. And sounds like, you know, a lot of the characters are really great, but I can't wait to learn more about them. And... You know, I know you don't want to spoil anything, but is there any scene in the film that you really enjoyed or you could tell us a little bit about without giving anything away? I did enjoy the way they handled the the whole scene where they began to actually seal the necklace at the Met Gala and how everything was um, planned accordingly. And I like how they set that up. Um... That little scene is the only scene that I could say that I love the most. Everything else kind of connected together. So parts of the movie were like placed together like a puzzle piece at the end of the movie when everything was over with. So as the audience, you could figure out, wow, oh, this is why they did this or this is why they did that. So I like the heist part of the whole movie. Yeah, that definitely sounds like it would be very action filled and You know, it just sounds like, wow, I just want to see this film. I've just heard such great things about it and hearing it from you. It just makes me want to go right now in my car and watch it. But, you know, I was, I wanted to ask you something else, too. When you knew that you were going to be watching this film and you saw the previews for it, I mean, what did you think before watching it? I mean, did your expectations change based on when you saw it before in the previews versus now? I mean, what do you think? Um, Before, I wasn't looking forward to watching it this movie because I thought it was going to be cheesy and like cut and paste like basic movies that are always the same I guess but after watching it it was more the humor made it more fun to watch and interesting to watch Ooh, the humor I love humor was there any part of the film that you thought was really funny or any joke or moment that they showed I guess the attitudes of um, Rihanna and Sandra, just the whole group, the whole cast all together, all their humor, humorous uh, jokes all together made the, the whole film funny. There wasn't like a particular joke, but I guess some of the um, e- explicit parts are kind of funny. I guess because it's PG-13, there was some stuff in it that 
um, children may not be able to watch. But other than that, those were the most of the funny parts. Wow, that sounds so cool. I, I love this film just from you hearing it, just from hearing it from you. And another question I had for you is, what would you say is the moral or the message of this film? I know it's about a heist, but if there's anything that you could take away that, you know, you could tell us, you know, what the movie was really trying to tell the audience. Um, the moral, I would say not to, <laughs> it's kind of ironic, but not to scam people, not to uh, do stuff behind their backs that would ultimately like determine their future like uh yeah that's the only thing i could say without spoiling the movie yeah okay if i say anything else then it will give too much out and you won't be able to watch the movie and enjoy it but yeah okay so that i'll take that i'll just have to see for myself and my last (laughs) question for you um cameron is what would you say is the age and the star rating of this film um, my star rating is a five out of five stars. I I, I love this movie. Um, I will watch it again and again in the future. And my age rating, I would say maybe fourteen. It is PG thirteen, but I'll say fourteen and up because there is drugs in it, and there is some jokes that are kind of off that children may not or parents won't want their children to watch. So my age recommendation would be fourteen and up, adults and anyone else that would enjoy this. Great. Well, thank you so much, Cameron, for talking about Ocean's 8. It really does sound like a great film. You're welcome. Thank you for interviewing me. Sure. So if you want to check out Ocean's 8, it's out now, and you heard it from Cameron herself, you better go check out this film. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about The Incredibles 2, Ocean's 8, ABC Monsters, Super 4 Meet Ruby, and Kung Fu Panda Emperor's Quest. Right now, we're going to be talking to Imani, who's from New York City and is 16, about the new film, Incredibles 2. Welcome to the show, Imani. Hi, Samantha. Thank you for having me. Hi. So, Incredibles 2, I was actually in the mall today, and I saw in the Disney store they had all these new merchandise about Incredibles 2 because the first Incredibles came out such a long time ago. But, I mean, since it just came out, what did you think of it? Yeah, it's been 14 years since I've seen the first Incredibles. And honestly, I can really say that I really love the second one. It was worth the wait. I was so excited. All of the Incredibles fans were there. And just, like, watching the movie, just I felt like I was back in my childhood again. Like, just when I was young. And I just really loved the storyline, the characters. I just missed it so much. Wow, Incredibles too. Yeah, I mean, I remember... I don't really remember what the first one was about, but I do remember watching it. And, you know, I probably when I see it, I'll feel the same way, you know, just going back in your childhood, because I can't believe that they actually made a second one. That was really surprising. And, you know, since you've seen both of them, what would you say is the main, I don't know, not difference, because I know that the films are more a continuation of each other. But what did you like more about the second one that maybe the first one didn't have? Um, I think I like more that the kids were more, like, a little bit more involved, and, like, Jack-Jack, the baby, was, like, talked about a lot, and then a secret was was revealed about him, which I won't say, because it might be a spoiler, but, um, yeah, I just liked how that was incorporated, and how the kids really took charge in this movie, so I think that's a really cool part of, um, Incredibles 2. Yeah, I mean, I love kids, and, you know, it's, kind of hard because a lot of kids you know they don't really take charge and they're not really that involved but especially seeing that in the second film I'm sure that was really great to see and you're talking about this baby and he sounds like a really interesting character I mean can you tell me more about him or if maybe he wasn't your favorite did you have a favorite character so basically Jack Jack is um the smallest out of all the kids and he's the baby still and he doesn't like talk or anything but he has, like, a secret that the parents don't know about, and not really the um, the kids don't know about either, but usually when they go on missions, the kids usually have to watch him, and they don't want to because it's, like, they feel like he's slowing them down because can't, he can't do anything, and they can't do anything. But he's, he plays a really big role in this movie, I think, for Incredibles 2, because it's just you learn a lot about Jack-Jack that you didn't really know about before. So it's really cool how it comes to light and how the characters are really involved with the new secret. Right. Yeah, that sounds completely interesting. And, mm-hmm. you know, The Incredibles too. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but they all probably have some 
sort of superpower. I mean, did you have a favorite character that had a, not necessarily favorite character, but a favorite quality about them, whether it be their superpower or personality that you really enjoyed? Um, I would say I really liked, would be a spoiler, I don't want to really say, but I liked one of the characters. It's really, it's like a secret because I don't know if not everyone has seen Incredible, so I don't really want to give it away. But like, I just really like this character because they have a different, a different amount of powers and which the other family members don't have. So it's really cool how they bring that to light and how useful having different powers is during the missions. Right, yeah. Okay, now I really want to know, but I respect your decision for not telling me because spoilers are not good, so thank you. Yeah. But I, you know, if you can't answer that because I understand, but was there any part of the film, I mean, I know we don't have superpowers or we don't go on missions or anything, but was there a specific part of the film that you could relate to where you saw it and you're just like, wow, you know, I really, I really enjoy this or that reminds me of a time in my life where this happened to me. I mean, was there a part of the film where that happened to you? I think like just when the kids start to take over and they realize that they need to like save their parents and stuff. I think that's sort of like a thing I could relate to. Cause like when you're a kid, you don't really have a voice that much. It's usually like, Oh, parents decision, parents decision. But like, in this movie, like, they just really had to take charge, and I feel like I can relate to that, because it's, like, sometimes you have to take charge in certain situations, so that was kind of, like, a reality check, like, oh, like, this is what I have to do sometimes, like, if something happens, like, I need to know how to do this, and I need to learn from my mistakes and everything, and I think that's a really important message that was incorporated into the film, which is great. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And especially, you know, we have times in our lives where we either have, you know, unforeseen circumstances or, you know, situations in which, you know, I don't know if you've ever had to save your parents like they do in the film, but, you know, we save our parents in different ways in life that may not be to that extreme. So, yeah, that's a really great message, and I'm glad that they incorporated that. And, you know, I know there's a lot that happened in this film, but do you think that there should be an Incredibles 3? I would totally be up for another Incredibles 3. I was even telling my um, dad, who I saw it with, like, it'll probably be another 14 years till the next one comes out. But i definitely love to see another Incredibles 3. Just the way it ended, I would be so happy to see another one. Like, I love, I love them so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope that they do. And my last question for you, Imani, is what would you say is the age and the star rating for this film? I would say the star rating is five out of five stars because it's such a great movie. The plot, the cast, everything, the animation. And I would say that the age range is probably like five to 15. But definitely if you're older, see it because you were around for the first one and everyone should love The Incredibles. It's a great movie. Yeah, I completely agree with you, and I just wanted to thank you so much for talking about Incredibles 2. I love everything that you had to say, and I'm sure that, you know, everybody listening is going to want to go check it out. So thank you, Imani, for talking about Incredibles 2. Thank you for having me. No problem. So for all of you listening, if you want to go check out Incredibles 2, please do, because it was a fantastic film, and I'm going to go check it out myself. So we're going to take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by ABC Monsters, the complete season. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Oceans 8 and Incredibles 2. And next, we'll be talking with Ella about ABC Monsters. Welcome to the show, Ella. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So I also love ABC Monsters. I remember reviewing it a while ago. But um, so can you tell me what's uh, happening in this series and uh, what adventures are happening? Um, well, there's a lot of different... Each episode is different. So um, they all kind of follow a certain mold of like... Uh, for example, uh, I watched episode or the first episode, which was the letter that was the main focus was A, and basically they were going to do an archery contest, all like the ABC monsters in the Alphabet Garden, um, and Alice Bryan and Cherry Berry, they were all going to do an archery contest, but then A went missing, letter, letter A, so they went on a quest to kind of find out where letter A went, and um, they... they um, kind of, there were a lot of little problems on the way to finding A that they had to solve, like finding uh, the alligator's armband, and, you know, they just kind of incorporated uh, learning the alphabet into all of that. That's fun. Um, So can you tell me a little bit when watching it, how did it make you feel? Was it um, fun? Did it keep you engaged? Um, Well... You know, I'm, I learned the alphabet like 10 years ago, so uh, was, of course I had to, I had to go into a different mindset of like a four, a three or four year old who didn't know the alphabet yet. Um, so when I put myself in that mindset, uh, yes, it was fun and yes, I enjoyed it and yes, it was very engaging and I thought it was very well written. It held my interest so that's wonderful and I that's like that's yeah important it is difficult being older and have to watch younger kids shows but it also it's fun in a way so um what did you think of the voice acting for um all these letters and the characters um the voice acting I I actually thought it was very good because all the voices uh they were more high-pitched and you know young ears tend to we tend to enjoy high-pitched sounds more than, like, older people's ears. So I feel like when you have those voices, uh, it kind of appeals more to a younger audience. Yeah, totally. I completely agree. And so what did you think of um, the set designs and the places that they visited throughout um, uh, ABC Monster Series? Well, it was all animated, uh, so I felt that the animation of those places was done very well, and it was very bright and colorful. Um, yeah, and it it kind of as as this kind of relates to what I was saying about appealing to younger kids, like brighter colors, you know, engage younger audiences. So that definitely helps. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. And so I know we were just talking a little bit about the animation, but can you tell me a little bit more about maybe the animation of the characters? And um, how did it, how was it? Um, I, it was, it was good. Yeah, um, it was, I'm, I don't really know, like, the different types of animation. So I wouldn't be able to tell you what exactly it was. But it was, um, it was very, as I said, uh, brain colorful and you know basically what I 
said to the last question, it appeals to younger audiences. Awesome. Um, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Ocean's 8, Incredibles 2, ABC Monsters, the Complete Series, Super 4, Meet Ruby, and Kung Fu Panda, The Emperor's Quest. And right now I'm talking with Imani. So I know we're just talking about the animation and all the wonderful things. So can you also tell me a little bit about um, the music and the sound effects? The music was very, uh, I, I liked it because it kind of got, if I were a kid, I would be excited to, you know, sing and dance along. So I felt like that was a very positive aspect of it that I enjoyed awesome. very much. Awesome. Yeah, I think music is always a huge part and like you said, very important. So um, what is your favorite episode out of the complete series? Well, I do reference the first episode a lot, uh, so I kind of say the first episode. I don't really have a favorite episode, but if I had to pick one, I guess the first. Awesome, and why is it your favorite? Because it's kind of like an introduction for young kids, because, you know, like, it's the first letter of the alphabet, so, you know, kind of like an, an introduction to what you're about to learn. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so what was something that you say would say was uh, unique about it or different from other um, children-like animations? Uh, because it was very, uh, it was very educational. And I know there are a lot of educational shows out there, but not, not necessarily all of those shows are able to entertain and educate at the same time. And ABC Monsters was both entertaining and educational, which I really, you know, enjoyed. Awesome. And so were there, um, what messages were in the series that really um, touched you? Um, I mean, just kind of how the three main characters kind of work together to solve these situations and get out of these get out of these problems, you know, I feel like, yeah, teamwork's a, a positive message within the show. Awesome, yeah, that's a huge, um, important detail in especially kids' series, and so what would you say compared to um, other episodes and other seasons of ABC Monsters, um, how did it compare? Was it as good? Was it better? Um, they were all good, I'd say. Um, like I told you, I don't necessarily have a favorite episode. Um, but they were all, all the storylines, like I said earlier, they kind of follow the same format of like, there's a problem and then there's a bunch of little problems, like on, like when you're trying to solve the big problem, when they're trying to solve the big problem. Um, so they all were kind of the same in that sense. Uh, but, of course, in each episode, the problems are different, and each episode focuses on one certain letter. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's really interesting. And did you have a favorite letter, perhaps? Um, well, my name starts with an E. So, of course, E is my favorite letter. Awesome. And uh, was there anything that you didn't like about ABC Monsters? Um, well, truthfully, because I had to go into the, I mean, like, of course, I, I don't know if I should say this because it's like, I had to, I'm trying to speak in the mindset of a four or five year old, but you know, it was kind of, it's always, I'm kind of used to it by now, but it's always a little bit tough to get into that state of mind so that's I guess the part the one thing I didn't like about it yeah that's of course tool for it yeah and did you have I know you said favorite episode favorite letter but did you have like a favorite part in the episode when they're going to the adventure or in the beginning or the end of the episode um I liked something that I really like about the series is kind of they do an exercise. Uh, they have the kids like go on their like 
go on their feet, like stand up and kind of make the letter like with their body and with their like and like move to make that letter kind of. Um, So I really enjoyed that because it was kind of getting kids excited about exercising and about fitness, um, which I think is really good. Um, So I'd say that that was my favorite. Yeah, for sure. And I remember when I was watching it, the music got on and they're all partying and I was like, I need to get up and do this dance with them. But um, finally, what would you say is the age range and star rating? Um, I'd say I'd rate it uh, for I'd recommend it for kids ages one to five. And the star rating, I'd say five out of five. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with me, Ella. It was so much fun. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. And so be sure to check out ABC Monsters and DVD today. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by ABC Monsters The Complete Season. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm sahiba and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about oceans 8 incredibles 2 abc monsters the complete season and next we'll be talking with jolene on super four meet ruby welcome to the show jolene thank you so can you tell me a little bit about the show and what's happening? So basically, as the title says, um, the show is all about meeting Ruby. And I wouldn't really call it episodes because I feel like they just divide the whole like movie into sections because they're all connected. So in the beginning, it would be... Um, how Ruby was discovered as a baby. Um, pirates discovered her and they raised her as a pirate. And then in the next one, it would just go on about her growing up. And um, so, yeah, you would basically get to know Ruby and her background story and how she came to go to um, the kingdom and she became a knight. So, yeah, it's all about Ruby. Oh, wow. That sounds like a fun story. And so, um, how was the voice acting? The voice acting was really good because I feel like in this show, there's a lot of characters that have dual or triple personalities. So, for example, the Black Baron, he's um, he he's a close advisor of the king, but he's actually really evil and he tries to do, like, malicious things to the king and he tries to steal his treasure and stuff so I think it's really great that the voice actor is able to capture like having sounding like he's having a good heart and good intent and he can sound very 
he tries to sound very, very convincing, and then at other times he has this evil laugh that makes you like wonder, whoa, he has two completely different personalities. So I think the voice acting is great. Oh no, I love actors like that who can really make you feel like one second you love them, you're like this great person, and then a huge twist comes and you're like, oh no, they're not who I thought yeah. they were. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And so what did you think of the animation? It looks a lot different from the pictures that I saw. Mm, the animation, um, it's... I would say it looks more like a game to me. Like, I feel like this would be the animation in a video game, a typical video game. Um, I don't not like it because I think it's very colorful and it has all the details it needs. And the body language expresses emotion as well as the facial expression expresses emotion. But for some reason, it just reminds me of of a video game. Awesome. Yeah, it really does. Like, first when I looked it up, I'm like, is this a video game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. And so, uh, what did you think of the places that they went in the series and the costumes that were animated? Um, she did go to a lot of places. So, first, um, there's the scene with her hometown where she was found as a baby and then she does go out onto onto the sea um, on her ship and then she goes to different islands and um, everything's very detailed Um, for example like when she was out sailing the water it was like moving it was everything was really detailed and I liked how how everything everything you could see they put effort into everything and it just helped overall make the movie seem better and better quality you know and then um there was this scene where there was a dragon and i thought the dragon looked really cool the dragon was um it it like breathed fire and that was very detailed as well and it was flying around and Ruby got to jump on the back of it so I thought that was really cool to see that and it looked lifelike the way the dragon was moving it was it wasn't choppy or anything like that so I really enjoyed it oh wow that sounds really amazing I think I need to watch this movie especially (laughs) just for this dragon you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Ocean's 8, Incredibles 2, ABC Monsters, Super 4 Meet Ruby, and Kung Fu Panda's Emperor Crest. And right now I'm going to continue talking to Jolene about Super 4. So I know we were just talking about this really cool dragon and the amazing animation. And so what did you think of the music uh, in this series? In this series, I wouldn't say there's a lot of music, like a lot of background music. But in some of the fight scenes, there is background music. And I feel like even though there isn't a lot of it, they definitely do put it in where it's needed. And it helps a lot for the suspense and setting the mood and things like that. Awesome. Yeah. And then, so what did you think, um, what was something that was very unique or different um, about Super 4? Um, I think Super 4, their characters, like most of their characters have really, um, really developed personalities and they have many different complicated characteristics even like the knights the knights have um this kind of characteristic that's like very on guard but sometimes they don't pay attention so they're not the best knights but you can definitely see especially with this one because it follows around ruby you can definitely see and tell that she's not just some like girl pirate that like a stereotypical one she's very different and you can really see her like rounded personality you can like you can imagine in your head what what she would do it's it's as if she's a real person and it's 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 very you see you feel very close with her because it's following her and meeting her and you get to know her backstory so I think that's the main difference with this one compared to the other Super 4 episodes. Um, 
That's really amazing. I think it's very, very important in like any um, sort of film or media to have um, very developed characters. And like yeah. you said, I think that makes a huge difference. So I can't wait to watch this. I need to get this super form. And so uh, what was your favorite part? I know you mentioned Ruby, but um, what was something that's really stood out to you um, favorite part wise? <laughs> Um, I think my favorite part was definitely when, because um, at first her father didn't want her to go out into seas because she's a girl and girls aren't supposed to be pirates and stuff like that. But I think I really, really loved the scene where he like he saw the determination in Ruby and he knew that even though she was a girl, like everyone's telling him like, oh. You should just, like, disown your daughter because she's a girl pirate. That's sad. But he knew in her heart, he believed in her that she could become a pirate and, like, come back successful. So he really, like, he risked himself. He he got imprisoned for letting her, her like, sail away on the ship. So you could really see that he really believed in her and even risked, like, being imprisoned for her. So I think that was very touching for me. Oh, yeah, that is really sweet. And I, the more you tell me about Super 4, the more I really <laughs> want to watch this. Yeah, it's really, I really liked it. Yeah, that's really cool. And so what messages, I know you just told me a little bit about this really touching scene with her father and how he really, really supports her. But what other messages were um, in this film that um, also were really evident? Um, for this one, I think it's it really pushed mainly on, like, feminism and, like, even though you're a girl, you can do anything. And it also pushed, like, because everyone was going against her not going. Everyone was, like, beating down on her, like, no, you can't do this. Like, even though everyone was, like, insulting her and stuff like that, she still a- was able to go out and actually, uh, like, she she succeeded in what she wanted to do, and she came back successful. And I think that the moral, it was really pushing on, if you never went out in the first place, you would have never, like, been successful and seen their faces when, oh, a girl pirate was successful. So mainly, like, feminism, even though you're a girl, you can still do anything, and don't listen to the haters. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome and really important also, especially in um, shows for younger kids. Mm-hmm. And so finally, what would you say the star rating in age range would be? I give this film five out of five stars and um, the age rating would be like seven to 13. I'm 13. I liked it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'm really, really excited to watch this now. And thank you so much for talking with you. Lots of fun. Thank you for interviewing me. Thank you. So be sure to check out Super 4 Meet Ruby on DVD today. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by ABC Monsters The Complete Season. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Super 4 Meet Ruby, and next we're going to be talking with Natalia, who's from L.A. and is 9, and Dariana, who's from L.A. and is 12, about the new ride, Kung Fu Panda Emperor's Quest. Thank you both for being on the show. Thank you. Thank so you for having me. Oh, no problem. So, to my understanding, you both went on a 3D ride, and you were watching the movie, and then there were all these special effects happening, and your seats were moving, and it just sounds like a bunch of fun, so I want to hear more about it. So, I'm going to start with you, Natalia. What did you think of it? I thought it was a very fun, all-new, multi-sensory attraction. I was so excited to go, and I totally loved it. All the intensity, it was just amazing. It was so innovative, and I just loved it so much. And it was a state-of-the-art attraction, and it allows guests to experience, like, the Kung Fu Panda, the Emperor's Quest, as an immersive adventure. And I thought I really enjoyed it, so, yeah. Wow, that's great. I mean, it sounds like a lot of fun, and I haven't seen a multi-sensory attraction before, so I, you know, I definitely have to go see it now. And Dariana, what did you think about it? It was so amazing. It really shows how technology is really meeting filmmaking in new ways. And it was like even from not even watching the movie, like we went on it twice. And the second time we got to pay more attention to our surroundings and all the cool things that happened and how the whole and the entire theater turned into a movie screen. And it was just so amazing because you were so immersed into the movie the whole entire time. And like even the characters, they break the fourth wall and they're talking to you. So you really feel like you're walking there with them. Yeah, I completely agree, and I love Kung Fu Panda, and especially, you know, being in a movie and then actually feeling like you're there just because of the other effects, and just the fact that both of you went on this, you know, two-minute long adventure, but you actually felt like you were in the movie, and Natalia, I wanted to know, what was it like versus, you know, I'm sure you've seen the other Kung Fu Pandas before, I mean, what was it like being in this versus seeing, you know, a regular traditional film? Well, the other traditional films, they're just regular films. You're just watching it. You're relaxing. You're probably eating your popcorn at a movie theater. And this ride, well, the multi-sensory attraction, it feels like you're in a whole different level of awesomeness. Instead of just watching and relaxing, you're watching it and really getting into the movie and feeling what the characters are feeling in like, the movie. So it's just an amazing experience. So I think the difference is definitely... The experience, because experience is way different from a new, different level. So, in the regular moving, it's a whole total chill experience. But this multi-sensory attraction was off, like, off the chart. It was definitely a totally new experience. This is so exciting. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine just being in a different world. But you're still seeing, you know, part of a movie. But you're just... You know, there's just so many other effects that go into it, which I think is great. And, Dariana, while you were in this multi-sensory attraction, did you have, you know, was there a special, I know it was like a really short part, but was there a favorite character that you had? My favorite character definitely had to be Poe. He's he's Kung Fu Panda. How could you not love him? He's the Dragon Warrior. He cracked so many fun jokes in, in that short ride, but it was just so hilarious and the whole thing just kept you at the edge of your seat and laughing with your buddies it was just so amazing yeah i mean poe the panda i mean i remember seeing the uh, the other kung fu panda movies and they're just incredible and you know just to take it to a new level and add you know effects to it moving seats you know feeling like you're actually part of the movie i mean they really did a great job of that and i can't wait to experience that myself you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Incredibles 2, Ocean's 8, ABC Monsters, Super 4 Meet Ruby, and Kung Fu Panda Emperor's Quest. Right now we're talking about Natal- we're talking with Natalia and Dariana about the new multi-sensory attraction Kung Fu Panda Emperor's Quest. 
So we were just talking about how, you know, this is completely a different experience than what you would feel like in a movie theater. And it's just so much fun and so exciting. And you definitely have to go check it out. Now, Natalia, I wanted to know, was there a favorite, you know, I know it was really short, but was there a favorite scene that you had? Yes, there was, of course, a favorite scene for me. I really enjoyed the innovative, how the innovative team at Universal came up with this beautiful idea. And in the beginning, they had a beautiful dance and they had just showcase of what it's going to be. But definitely in the movie, actually going into it, I definitely love towards the ending. He does a super cool fire, like Dragon Warrior move, like karate style. And he just throws it with a cool slide kick and... Suddenly, fire just spreads across the theater magically, beautifully. And when I look where it ends, it just like the wall is cracked with a gigantic sword in it. It was like really heavy. And I was thinking, how do they do this? It was definitely my favorite part. That's one of the reasons why me and Dariana went in a second time, because we just wanted to see how they actually did it. So I thought that was my absolutely favorite part about the whole movie, well, the short film, and yeah, that was definitely my favorite part. Wow, I mean, I, I can't believe that. And you said that you both went in a second time. Did you both go together? Yes, we did. Um, we kind of met there, and we just hung out a little, and we just went in together, and we had an amazing time, so yeah. Yeah, it was so much fun. Just we, uh, It was in the parking lot. We just saw each other, and it was such a, so it was like fate that we saw each other and we did everything together. Yeah, it was really fun with her. So given that both of you went, I mean, Darian, I want to ask you, when you were talking to Natalia about it after, did you both feel the same way or did one of you kind of influence the other's opinion? I mean, what do you think? I think we definitely both loved it and we loved the way um, that technology was meeting filmmaking and how it was we were both so curious how they found out how to put it was the sword that was in the wall it was like an actual sword it wasn't like a projection of a sword and we both like this whole thing left us in shock so we definitely pretty much had the same opinion about how awesome it was wow I can't believe that you both went together and you saw it I mean I definitely know that when you especially go see a movie with somebody else and then you know you are with them it's a completely different experience than seeing it on your own because you both get to live through that together and I think that that's great and um my last question for you Natalia is out of the few minutes that you saw did you get a specific you know moral or message that you know the people who were also watching it could feel the same about Yes, I definitely thought that everybody's going to have the same, um, they're going to think the same thing that I thought, which was, it was incredible, and I definitely think the people who are going to, in the future, of course, see it, if they go to Universal Studios Hollywood, they're definitely going to think how they did all these cool special effects, and I would say, like, the state of the art attraction is amazing, and it's an interior projection mapping design to draw and guess into I think uh, 180 degrees of like fun and it's a plot filled story and it's it's definitely a whole new adventure and I think they'll totally love and they'll be mysterious about how they all they did all these special effects and they'll totally enjoy it so yeah I think they will. That's great to hear and Dariana do you have a specific group of people that you would recommend this to? I mean, I know it's an attraction and it's probably fun for everybody, but do you recommend it for a specific age group? I mean, it's anybody who loves Kung Fu Panda should definitely go on the ride, but it is more, it's suited for younger kids, like five to six, because it's not as intense as like other rides at Universal, like the Simpsons ride, because those are very intense. Like sometimes like the, there's a whole cart that moves like very side to side. So I feel like this one is more intended for younger children because it's not as intense. So it's better for them to ride because it's not crazy and insane. Right. Yeah. I mean, those rides are definitely, some of them can be a little more intense, but I'm glad that you both really enjoyed this. And Natalia, I wanted to know, since this was kind of like a short film, do you think that if they make a Kung Fu Panda 4 that, you know, was there something in what you watched that you think might be included in the next movie if there is one? 
Since it was a short film, I feel like the um, Kung Fu Panda 4, if they do make it in the future, it will be kind of related to this because DreamWorks is just partnering up with Universal. So I feel like they're going to be partnering up together more and making another movie, which I think will be awesome and amazing, super intriguing. So I feel it's going to have something to do with it, like probably going to continue. There is a liquid that is super rare and trying to get to the emperor and i think that's gonna have something to do with the fourth movie because it does end a little mysterious of how it gets to the emperor and i want to find out more and so i think they're definitely gonna have a kung fu four about how and some related to type of the short film at universal well great if they do i'm definitely looking forward to that and dariana my last question for you is what would you say, I guess, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being like the worst experience and 10 being the best, how fun and exciting was your experience with Kung Fu Panda Emperor's Quest? It definitely has to be a very high 9 because it's just so amazing, but if it it can't be more, it's like the perfect amount of intense for younger children and for adults who who like are going with their kids and are like, I don't want to go on any roller coasters. And because it's just so amazing and so interesting, even when you're waiting in line and you're waiting in a room before you enter the theater, there's still something playing for you to be interesting. It keeps you at the edge of your seat with all the sudden movements. Like before you were so used to the same movie being played at the DreamWorks Theater, which is Shrek. But now in this new DreamWorks Theater, they're not only going to be playing Kung Fu Panda, but other things too. So I know that everybody's going to be so amazed at the new events that are going to be happening. Yeah, I agree with you, and I can't wait to check this out. I mean, both of you said some really great things about it, and it just sounds so fun. I mean, Kung Fu Panda really doesn't fail with anything, and I hope they make a fourth one. And for all of you listening, please go check this multi-sensory attraction out because Natalia and Dariana both had great things to say about it, and I just can't wait to check it out myself. So thank you both for talking about Kung Fu Panda Emperor's Quest. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. You both are so great, and I loved hearing everything you had to say, so I appreciate this. If you, any of you listening want to go check it out, please go check it out now because it's just so much fun. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our, our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post and also check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by ABC Monsters, The Complete Season. I'm Samantha Marcus, and I want to wish you a National Chocolate Pudding Day. If you don't like chocolate or pudding or chocolate pudding, you can still have some pudding or vanilla. I mean, it really doesn't matter, just as long as you have some sweet dessert to go along with these fantastic films, because they are incredible. I'm Samantha Marcus. Thanks for listening. for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.